Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. All right, guys, welcome back to the Servants of Grace Theology segment. My name is Dave, and I'm the host for this show. And on today's episode, a listener writes in, and they have a great question. And the question is, what is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit? Well, this is a very important question, especially in the current climate in which we're living in, in the church. Ephesians 1, 13 through 14 says this, In him... You also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it, to the praise of his glory. So what is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit? What do we have to do to get the Holy Spirit, and what does it mean for the person who has the Holy Spirit? These are vital questions for those searching the scriptures to understand. Paul wrote the above uh, passages to the church in Ephesus, and in it he explained the process of becoming indwelt by the Spirit. They listened to the gospel from the Word of God, and they believed in the gospel because it was preached to them from the Word of God. There's two parts. They listened and they believed. That's it. When we hear and believe the gospel, our hearts break open at God's love, his mercy, and his forgiveness, and the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, comes inside of our hearts. It's amazing, it's simple, and it's incredibly mysterious all at the same time. Now, Paul tells us that the Holy Spirit comes into a believer as a seal of the promise, but the promise of what, we must ask. Philippians 1.6 says, for I am confident of this very thing, that he, he who began a good work among you will complete it by the day of Jesus Christ. And the moment we are brought into faith and the Holy Spirit comes into our lives, that very moment we become part of his work and his plan, and he promises that he will complete the good work he started in us. That good work consists of personal callings and growth, in the Lord, but also the general work that God desires to accomplish in every believer's heart. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. Philippians 2.13 says, For God is the one working among you, both the willing and the working for what pleases him. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely, and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete, without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he who calls you, and he will bring it to pass. 2 Corinthians 1.20 says this, for as, many are the, for as many are the promises of God in him, they are yes, therefore also through him is our amen to the glory of God through us. 2 Thessalonians 1, 11-12 says this, To this end, also we pray for you always that our God will count you worthy of your calling and fulfill every desire for your goodness and the work of faith with power, so that the name of our Lord uh, Jesus will be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And so the work that God has for us to do and the work that he has to accomplish in us for our good and his glory is part of the promise we receive when the Holy Spirit comes into our hearts. And now Paul tells us that the indwelling of the Holy Spirit is a pledge, but a pledge of what? It has to do with our inheritance as the children of God. 2 Corinthians 1, 21-22 says this, Now he who establishes us with you in Christ and anointed us as God, who also sealed us and gave us the Spirit <coughs> in our hearts as a pledge. 2 Corinthians 5, 5 says this, Now he who prepared us for this very purpose is God, who gave us gave to us the Spirit as a pledge. Hebrews 9, 15 says, For this reason, he is the mediator of a new covenant, so that since a death has taken place for the redemption of the transgression that that were committed under the first covenant, those who have been called may receive the promise of the eternal inheritance. 1 Peter 3, 1-5 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled and will not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. And so these verses, they reveal what our inheritance and our pledge from the Holy Spirit means to us. The word pledge in Greek refers to a partial down payment. And the fulfillment of our inheritance is when we go home to live the rest of eternity in completion, no more wrestling against our remaining sin and the sins of those around us in heaven. And so in the here and now, the Holy Spirit works in us and he sanctifies us. But one day we will wake up to the sole fulfillment of seeing God face to face and reflecting him as we were always designed to do so. And so the Holy Spirit inside of us is the good faith marker Jesus leaves us with until the day he comes and gets us, either through the completion of our days here on earth or as he comes to get all of his children at his second coming. The Holy Spirit inside the believer isn't just meant as a promissory note for heaven, but he empowers us all of our days in the here and now. John 14, 26 says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. Luke 12, 11 says, When they bring you before the synagogues and the rulers and the authorities, do not worry about how or what you are to speak in your defense or what you are to say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you're to say. Acts 1.8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, even to the remotest parts of the earth. Romans 15.13 says this, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. 1 Thessalonians 1.16 says, For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. And so as we walk our journey of faith daily, the Holy Spirit, through the word of God, is conforming us more into the image of Christ. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all the generations forever and ever. Amen.
Well, I want to thank you for listening or watching this episode of the Servants of Grace Theology segment. Until next week, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or by searching Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this podcast on the front page of our website at servantsofgrace.org.